0: It's Thursday, Um, my voice is a little bit um, crook, I'm not Australian, Uh, just because we've just recorded three episodes in in one day today, we've come down to London, me and Griff, um, because we've got three days of records, we've just met some incredible people over the last two days, we've got one more day of it tomorrow and I'm really looking forward to it, I can't wait for you to hear it, I think you're going to love them. Um, So... Officially back last week and we were overwhelmed with uh, the response to to Morvan's episode and also the fact that we're back and uh, it feels really, really good. And I'm really thrilled that we kicked off with Morvan Christie last week. If you haven't listened to it, do go back and listen to it. It's it's a bit of a special episode and we couldn't thank Morvan anymore for coming on. And who knows, I'm sure she'll be back in the future because I think we've still got a lot to talk about, to be honest. So moving on. What would we do? Where would we go next? And as you know, I'm working uh, up north at the moment in Manchester. And one of my favourite musicians was on tour. Well, she is on tour. And I looked at the dates. I thought, is she doing Manchester? Of course she is. Can I go? Of course I can't. I'm working. But I did realise that I had one day off. And she was playing a gig at the Trades Club in Hebden Bridge, which if you've ever been there, (coughs) excuse me, you'll know that it's a very magical venue. It's it's I mean it's spit and sawdust, it's just it's everything. It's such a brilliant, intimate space. And the very lovely Tom Rose from Reveal Management um, and it was sold out so I got in touch with him and I said is there any chance I could, I could buy a ticket it's just you know it'll just be, be me coming and he went look I'll, I'll do you a favour I'll, I'll put you on the guest list which I'm so grateful for Tom doing and then I was telling a friend of mine that I was going to see Jonas Policewoman and she said you should ask her on the podcast and I went are you kidding me She's, she's so busy all the time. She, if she's not touring, she's releasing albums. And I, she won't have any time for me. And anyway, I plucked up the courage and I, I got a message to Joan. And they they agreed. She agreed. Um, now, they said we can give you <laughs> about 30, 35 minutes-ish. Now, normally, whenever... We get asked to do any press junkets or can you do 25 minutes with this person? Can you do half We turn it down because there's no point. I can't get... Uh, the way I conduct the podcast, I can't get to who that person is in that amount of time, so I kind of turn it down because it's, it's no good for anybody. It's certainly no good for you either. Um, <clears throat> but... Because this was Joan, I thought, well, I've got to do it. But what I've got to do is I can't go in there and do what I normally do, do a little bit of research, and then we just free flow and we find out who this person is through a, a very sort of organic and natural conversation. So I had to figure out how I could structure the conversation and get it down to 30, 35 minutes. And I was laying in bed... And I wasn't sleeping and, I was, and it came to me and I thought, right, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something that's going to link parallels to... Why am I talking? Like, look, you're going to hear this. Anyway, I just want to give you um, a ba- bit of background information of why I've structured this interview into, into a slightly different way. But hopefully um, it still has the, the sort of the two-shot podcast flavour to it. I think it does. Um, and I'll be honest... For the first few minutes I was a bit nervous for the very first time. Um, God knows when I interview a chef I'll be a gibbling rat because it's chefs and musicians, that's who I look up to. Um, so we went down to the trades club, we met Joan, Joan had the incredible idea which would usually be producer Griff's idea, it was a, quite a nice afternoon, early evening and we went outside by the canal in Hebden Bridge, Griff set up his lovely new microphones and we sat down with the incredible Joan as policewoman. This is episode 88 of the Two Shot Podcast. Enjoy. I'll see you at the end. Sorry for the rambly intro. To Manchester this morning do some shopping and I was just smiling. Yeah. And the lady said, "Isn't it lovely?" I said everybody's so happy. Yeah, it so makes good. such a
1: difference.
0: Instead of everybody's dreary going in. What do you want? What do you want? I know. It just gets you down. And life's, hard, <laughs> life's hard enough, Jones. You know I what I mean? Know,
1: I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's why lots of people move to LA. I, I don't want to live there, but I get why they move.
0: I get that because I was talking about it the other day. Yeah. People getting up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, going for a big old hike in the sunshine. And you, that, before 10 o'clock, you've done half the shit that you would do and take you till 2 o'clock to do. Yeah. So it's perfect.
1: Yeah. Have you ever lived in L.A.?
0: No. I lived in New York... Okay. ...for about seven months. And I loved it, but it was uh, it was from November over so to, like, so April sorry or something. About it was that. just
1: fucking... The worst... The, yeah, the yeah, worst time. Yeah, the worst, worst time.
0: But it was freezing.
1: Yeah, it's horrible.
0: But... I did like the fact that I could walk everywhere. Oh,
1: come on. That's it's the best. It's
0: my favorite thing. Yeah. And the people. Yeah. I do like talking to the people. There. People
1: are amazing. They Where are. do you I live think. now?
0: At the moment, I live in Gloucestershire, in about half an hour from Bristol, Yeah. in the countryside.
1: Okay, oh, nice.
0: So it's kind of nice. But we lived in London for so many years. Yeah. And it just gets to you, and you just go, I'm falling out of love with these Where are you now? Yeah,
1: I live in Brooklyn. I've lived in Brooklyn for over 25 years.
0: And is it, does it still reward you?
1: I really love it still. I love it, yeah. I do so much touring that then when I go back, it feels peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> what, because of
0: the chaos of touring?
1: Yes, and I'm just, I'm really, I'm just used to New York and the pace of it. It feels calming to me. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I know it's because of my personality is just very, I do like to interact with other human beings.
0: On a a different level, which is why if you went to LA, that would be a (laughs) (laughs) complete, your face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, LA is really fun to visit for me and then I'm very happy that I get to leave. Are
0: you bad at small talk? Or you bad I guess
1: I just never want to get good at it. <laughs>
0: no, exactly. That would be a downward spiral. Because, you know, whenever I think about you, I always go, Well, you're always touring. And if you're not touring, you've always got an album out. Are you, as a person, are you good at stopping and going, I'm just going to switch my head off and stop doing this now?
1: Uh... I really love working, but I do know that I need to go to a beach and lie there for a week.
0: To look after yourself and bit of self care.
1: Yeah. I mean I I you know, recently I went to Buenos Aires for a couple of weeks and like I couldn't help it. I had to set up a solo <laughs> show while I was there. But most of the time I did nothing. Right. So, you know, um, I I I I do I can't I can do it. I I have to make sure I schedule it in advance.
0: So it's, it is in you to stop, but it's kind of hard. Do you do you wrestle with that? Do you fight with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. But thankfully, I do love just lying on a beach and then getting in the water and getting out and lying on a beach. Like I really like doing that too.
0: And just repeat to fade all just, day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just. Yeah,
0: but that's good because some people can't do that when they go on holiday. They've got to do something, and it's I'm the same. I would quite happily if I've got some books there, and can I just get some drink and some food, and that's fine. I'm happy with that. Yeah, but it is important to switch off. It
1: really is. Otherwise,
0: you're just going to burn out.
1: Yeah, you're going to lose it.
0: Do you look after yourself on tour?
1: Yeah, I have to because I'm on tour so much. I have to. I You know have to eat well and exercise, yeah, or else i I just won't be able to do it, no, you know, I'm a perfectionist, and in order to do a good show, I have to be in good form, yeah, so uh it's not really up to me like i ha- I have to just do the things yeah. that make me feel good enough to do a show that will make me happy about myself.
0: are you quite critical in that respect? Do you come off stage and think, yeah, I wasn't as on form there as what I was or?
1: I am, I'm, I'm definitely better now recently in the past bunch of years about how I feel about the shows. Why do you Um, think
0: that is? Why do you think it's changed over the past few years?
1: I think because I've gotten better (laughs) (laughs) because I don't think I'm less critical. Mm. I think I just have figured out better how to do a show that I'm happy with.
0: How did that come about? Was I that... don't
1: know. I mean, I just, you know, I try to always uh, fix the things that I want to from the night before. And then, as, you know, if you just do that every night, you're getting closer to um, perfection.
0: But are you ever happy?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you ever come off oh. and go,
0: that couldn't have gone any better?
1: I, I, I feel that. I feel that a lot more now. Yeah. 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 I, I, I am. I'm happy often. Yes, yes, I'm happy often. Um,
0: was it worse back in the early albums, or
1: it was? It was not as good. But the fact is, is like I started doing my own music when I was in my mid thirties. So I had already hated myself so much. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout my 20s and my early 30s, you know, and, and then once I started, like, writing my own songs and singing them, and, I mean, definitely getting getting positive feedback was really helpful. Was you know? it nervous
0: when you first put yourself out there to, to do the solo stuff?
1: <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I... I knew my family and friends would hear it, and beyond that, I had no idea. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, because you don't know. You don't know.
0: Yeah, but sometimes you, you want, even though you think, but you might want to, to go to a bigger place and a bigger yeah. audience, but you didn't think beyond that.
1: I don't really think of... I think I don't think about life that way. I sort of just... I know what I have control over, and that's making the music... And then beyond that, what can I do? But that's really, so
0: important to know yeah. what you have control over because otherwise you're going to drive yourself potty if you yeah. keep thinking about the stuff that you have zero control over yeah. in life.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, just, I do concentrate on making the best music and then it's kind of like, I, you know, there's not much I can do after that. Then, do you like it? Great. If you don't, okay.
0: I was listening to an interview with a a girl called Rebecca used to be in a band called Slow Club okay. which was a duet and she's recently gone solo. Oh yeah. This year. And she's released an album and it's really fucking good. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: uh, the interviewer said, We worried about, you know, coming out of that the safety of yeah, the yeah. band and going solo and how the critics had to respond. And she said, Well, I didn't really think about it to be honest, because I'd worked so fucking hard and I was really happy mm-hmm. with what. So I'm I'm critic proof. It doesn't it won't matter to me because I know what I've done is yeah. to the best of my ability and that's what I had control over. Yeah. Do you kind of feel the same with that respect?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not like I am critic proof because if someone even if I know it's just one person's opinion says something, I will think I that will if the review is 99 positive statements and one negative, I will think about that negative yeah. thing. It'll go, it'll, it'll just be on repeat in my mind. Whether I think I have any respect for that reviewer or It doesn't matter, not. does it? No. no. Um, and I know, I know that about myself. So actually I don't really read reviews, uh, and... But I do when I, you know, I say, "Oh, you, oh, you should really read this." Is there anything negative in it? No. Okay, then I'll read it. <laughs> I mean, you know. I
0: know, but then again, on the flip side, if you, you know, you believe the good, you got to believe the bad, haven't you?
1: Yeah. Um. I know how much I know. I I will be always thinking about get making it better. So
0: it doesn't really matter what anybody else says, does it?
1: Well, I just. I have enough bad in me. <laughs> I just, I don't need to help that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need any help with that. So, um.
0: Do you deal with that bad well within you?
1: Uh. Definitely, it's better.
0: Is that something you've really worked on or it's something that's come naturally?
1: It's, it's. Uh, well, I mean, unlike my younger years, I actually enjoy being happy now. You know, I, you know, I really, I do like feeling good, mm. which is, I definitely didn't like feeling good at one point in my life. So I do make it so that I'm, you know, again, like, so I'm do, I'm doing what I, I know what to do to make myself feel good. And I do like to feel good. That sounds really silly. But. No,
0: it doesn't. Cause that's, part of the trick if you know yeah. what makes you happy and what makes you feel good yeah you can do that because it's i'm going to talk about happiness like do you want do you, i brought you some presents should we have some presents presents yes yeah, we have some presents <laughs> that sounds good idea do you think well, so that's, that's i was very, thinking very i was coming to see you so i thought well we're in the north of england okay right? and i was thinking about
1: did you bring me a lamb
0: no i didn't bring you a lamb no. I can go and get one because I've just passed a butcher's around there and it's £99 for a full lamb.
1: Oh, oh, stop it. We
0: can sort that out, stop. I'm sure. I was thinking of a poet who's from the north. Oh, yeah. And he's my favourite poet from the north of England.
1: And Do you know that I love poetry?
0: No. Okay. But I would have thought you would yeah, have yeah. done it. Was, uh, yeah. I rolled the dice on that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, when he was 17, he, uh, he was in foster care. He was in and out of the childcare system for a oh, long yeah. time. And he got given his... Birth certificate and his name wasn't the name that he's had mm. for 17 years. So he wasn't Norman. For how many years? 17 years. Mm. So he wasn't Norman Greenfield, he was Lem Cisse and he was British. Lem? Lem. He was British and he was Ethiopian.
1: Yes.
0: So at 17, he started writing poetry Aww. as a cathartic way oh, to yeah. get these thoughts out of who is he, where is he, what's from. And yeah. he started selling the poetry to the mill workers and the miners. Wigan. And then I was thinking about your work and the parallels there with the honesty and the brutality and the rawness of your stuff and whether Oh look, there's the book. There you go. That's, right, that's first of all,
1: that is so beautiful. This 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 um
0: But I think you really enjoy it. So I'll pick you that up. That's present number Thank one. Thank you
1: so much. Okay. That is so Cool. Well, I love Kate. I know. Ridiculous. I know.
0: What about her album? Ah. Uh, My God, it's so fantastic.
1: She's a. She's just. Um, uh, there's no words for how no. amazing she is. Okay. But I was thinking Thank about you. what
0: he does, for his cathartic way of getting his honesty out in his poetry. Do you think? with your work there's some sort of I'm not gonna say therapy, but some kind of therapeutic way. Oh sure,
1: you can say therapy. I'm not afraid of that no, word. No, 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 but that's it. not
0: even for me to say.
1: Well yeah. I mean I uh,
0: But you get where I'm coming from.
1: Yeah yeah of course. I feel like I write songs to figure out how I feel, really. Because, I, I mean, I've, I, I've, I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. And often I'm just inundated with a lot of emotions and it's hard to really make sense of all of it. Um, and then, but then when I start writing, it becomes really clear.
0: And just become calmer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it sort of, it sorts itself out somehow through, through the writing of, of, uh, of music. Yeah, I don't really. I can't really explain it, but it does work.
0: Is it quite a natural thing? I mean, what I'm saying is, because you're sort of deciphering a lot of emotions out. Is it hard to sort of streamline them into a song if it's if if there's a got of chaos in there?
1: I find that I mean, because when I'm writing, I'll just sort of get the basic idea down Mm. with um i'll just sort of jam you know and record it all and in that first uh you know chunk that i do there will be a lot of the song uh not usually a lot of the words but some words but a lot of the melody and a lot of the chord movement um and then it's just a a process of um, doing tons of editing and sort of like whittling it down uh, and taking out what is unnecessary and adding transitions that work and stuff. And then the words just start... The words always come last or take the longest. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty often that's what it is. So it's just like a process of like getting it all out mm. like a free write or something mm. um except in musical form and then just you know uh paring it down taking out all the unnecessary stuff uh so it's it seems to come pretty pretty easily the thing is is like i end up singing all this stuff that i wish i could figure out not I mean, or I, I end up singing all this stuff, all these words that I wouldn't actually be able to say if I was like just saying, "Oh, this is what's going on right now." But but da 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 da. Well, I wouldn't actually be able to get to the crux of what I what I can get to when I'm singing. Well, I was going s- s- to say
0: that. I was going to say what comes out a lot in your songs. I was wondering, is it that easy as a human being for you to be so open and honest with your emotions as opposed to in a song
1: it's it's um it's helped me be more that's for sure yeah but yeah i mean um that's really good for me sometimes not so good for others. <laughs> 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 no it's good it's be it's best for everyone even though some people don't don't think so at the time uh but as we know you know being as forthright and honest as possible is always the best for everyone and oh, always the most respectful even
0: if not right at that time then it will be along the way yes 100 i'm with you yeah 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 have you ever got to a point where you've gone no i just don't want to do this anymore i don't think you have
1: uh, for music yeah oh yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> no no you
0: never ever see yourself doing anything else
1: well, I could see myself doing other things, but on top of music. Yeah, yeah. I just you know, love, ch- music is constantly fascinating to me. And I just, I don't, I don't have, I don't have any uh, road of writing songs. So every time I sit down to write a song, I have no idea where it's going to go or...
0: So therefore it's never boring. So never. it's constantly evolving and it's exciting.
1: Do you make music? No, I wish I did. We well, no.
0: could. I'm sure I could. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't think I've got it in me. I just like listening to other people and getting inspired that way.
1: Okay.
0: I found an album this week by a band I've never heard of. Who? What? called Wussamoro. Wussamono. Wussamono. Right? So I kind of looked them up. I was trying to get it for you. Because yeah. it made me so. I was walking around this week. I started back this job this week, and I'd had five weeks off because this fella broke his wrist. Oof. So I just went back, and I was a dad, and I switched my acting head off, and I just I'm just going to be a dad and forget, and don't care about acting for five weeks. So I went back, and then I was back in this space, and I'm going. oh, I'm not really prepared for this, and it made me feel a bit not not sad, but I was a bit just out of sorts and a bit. So I just went sort of running, and yeah. I found this album. And it just sort of made me really uh, happy. And anyway, yes. I tracked them down. Big DIY job, their own label, no physical copies apart from their website. So, and then I got in touch with them and they got back to me and they said, we're going to send you a copy. Oh. And I said, right, OK. And then I said, and then I'm going to send it to you. Because oh. it really made me happy. And I thought, Is it, are we in touch with ourselves when... Like, we know when we're sad and we deal with that, but do we acknowledge when we go, yeah, I'm really happy today? It's, it's a funny thing. Would you, would you describe yourself as happy now, as a happy person now? Is it something... I mean, I think I constantly work on it, personally.
1: Yeah, I feel pretty content.
0: That's a good place to be.
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, the thing is, is I could tell you all the things I think I need. <laughs> but the fact is, is right now, I have everything. Or that I think I want, you know, it's just like... Like right now, I, I mean.
0: But that's kind of all what happens. Yeah. That's all what is involved is right now. That's I get to
1: play a sold out show tonight. Yeah. In a like such a fun venue. It's a really cool. I, yeah, venue that I've played well. a bunch of times. Yeah. And that's like run by real people. You know, in a in a really magical, weird <laughs> Hamlet, whatever the hell this is called over here. I think
0: magical and weird is spot on because i've just been walking around town as well yeah yeah yeah. and Um, i mean that with affection
1: of course yeah there's nothing bad about magical and weird no (laughs) (laughs) uh and you know i mean so yeah i feel pretty content and i wake up happy
0: that's so important it is do you miss home when you're touring for so long, do you get to a point where you go, I love what I'm doing, but I just want to get back to Brooklyn now? Yeah,
1: I I do have that. Um, Or does
0: that come in waves? I suppose you don't really control that. It just happens when it happens, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I... I mean, I definitely do miss home sometimes, yeah. Um, The thing is, I know I'll be home sometime. (laughs) You know? I mean, in a couple of weeks, I'll be home for a week. And... That'll be really fun. It's my birthday that week, so I'm going to have a party on my roof. Brilliant. You know. Um, and then I'm out again. And then you're out again. Yeah, yeah.
0: But you'll have re- you, I mean, you'll have had your party, but you'll have rested, and you have been home, and you'll have this, the, the comforts and securities of home that will feed you ready to get back out, won't you?
1: I mean, if I had two weeks, I would have that. <laughs> One week is going to be a little bit, Crazy, but that's fine. I'll be able to just do all the things I need to do before I have to and leave. And it's kind of
0: better than nothing.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Suppose. And I'm, I, I feel like I sort of figured out how to see everyone by just having a birthday party. Then everyone just comes to me.
0: You get little snippets yeah. and m- snatch moments enough, with everybody. You Not know. enough. Do you worry, Joan? Are you a warrior? <laughs>
1: I grew up with a warrior. My mom was a warrior, a warrior of everything all the time. Um, so I did a lot of rebelling against that. Even though, you know, when you grow, when you grow up with that, it's in you whether you like it or not. My, yeah. I,
0: my my mom's a bit I said to my mom you're going to worry yourself into an early grave. It's not happening. Let's deal with what's (laughs) happening right right now. Yeah. And if it comes, then we'll deal with it as it's coming towards us. But let's not worry because it's way, way down the road. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I also know that, like, the woman I grew up with was born during the Depression. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. You know, and different way of seeing the world, and I mean, I, I just feel so thankful for getting to have the life I do, you know, and not feeling like I have to worry about everything all the time, uh, so, um, I, I, there's a, I have a little bit of a, like, you know, a little bit of an OCD thing, Mm. but it's not, so bad. Mm, she says. That's, I'm, not conv- I'm not very convincing. No, you are uh, but I'm, I'm not, I don't. Yeah, no, I'm not like worrying all the time about things. I'm, I'm not. Do you? You have kids? You have kids or kid? I, I
0: had kid. Okay, how old? Um, eight. Just turned eight. Nice. He's very funny.
1: I bet. <laughs> I bet.
0: But no, I don't, in that respect, I don't worry, like, I don't worry for him, like, when he's out that's at school. Good. I don't that's worry, <gasps> you know, yeah. what if he's going to get taken? It's,
1: yeah, it's, um, I'm glad. They're cause... not
0: realistic worries. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I agree. And. But neither were our moms.
0: No, I know, that's true. That's true. And I suppose whenever that worry comes up in me and I can feel it, I don't. Yeah repress it because it's still going to be there I kind of take it and try and throw it away because yeah. it's not it's not going to be important to me
1: yeah and also there's nothing you can do about it anyway
0: so then it becomes nothingness it's worrying of nothing it's yeah. a waste of time yeah it's was- a waste of time it's like getting angry yeah I remember I used to get quite angry quite a lot and I've just I've just wasted my own time yeah there. yeah and I've just got myself angry. They're not bothered. It's just yeah. me that's being angry. <laughs> yeah, I fucked yeah. myself up. Yeah, there. yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm yeah.
0: I'm much better with that now.
1: That's great. Yeah. That's great. We're doing good.
0: I don't want to waste time. No, anymore. fuck that. <laughs> nah. What do you like when you come off stage? How do you feel? Are you? Does it take you long to?
1: Come down, yeah. It takes me a second. The thing is, is that I go out and I talk to every. I like sign people stuff after every show, so that's like a natural. I know what you do. Come down, (laughs) okay. All right, cool. Uh, And that's really fun for me because I'm. I mean, especially on this tour, I'm on the stage by myself the whole night. Right. Which I mean, for one thing, one thing that that that. I mean that. That means I'm not. I don't have any band members to uh, embarrass.
0: <laughs> oh come on! I don't think you embarrass. Any oh no! Band I members. say
1: so many things. <laughs> I, I can now. I can just say whatever I want and like not have to worry uh, about embarrassing anyone, um, and uh, or putting anyone on the spot. You know, I, I do. I, I really do like to make people comfortable. So um, and sometimes uh, uh, that means, that you know. Anyway, so so uh, it is nice for me to to just have some um, conversation with people after the show, and then yeah, I, it takes me it takes me a while to come down because like I'm like it's
0: full <laughs> of electricity. Yeah, I know. But that's it, you doing that signing stuff. I suppose that's a very natural yeah. way of calming down. It is.
1: It is. And how does it
0: feel being up there now on this tour just on your own?
1: Oh, it feels fine.
0: But was that a, was that a, something that you wanted to do? Was that a conscious thing, or was it just because of what you were playing? Or
1: uh, I've done a bunch of solo stuff. I haven't done a proper solo tour for a long time um, since, like I was first starting, um, like an actual solo tour. Uh, because I love playing with other people. Mm. I mean, I just love it. Yeah, and I. Um, the the And the last record that I put out the damn devotion record, I had a band that was just like for me a perfect situation in terms of um musicianship and personality um, so that was like a high, like an absolute high for me mm. so thinking about doing this tour, I was like oh is this is this gonna be really rough not having them?" To play with.
0: In what way, lonely, or because yeah. you need the camaraderie? I suppose as well. When I mean, you're on it tour. is.
1: It is. They're they're my like close people, you know. So um, and there's so much laughing, you know. So uh, I was a little bit worried about that, but I'm touring with two guys, and we have that anyway. I'm touring with the sound guy that I've worked with forever and Tom. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, that happens. That happens as well and and you know I just I make it so that every night i'm doing I'm, there's some something for me to concentrate on doing differently from the night before, so I can like just I do feel like I constantly need to be evolving
0: and switch it up a bit well you are um. So it's, I've got you one last present. Oh, Are you excited? So
1: I am so, this so is, excited. This is
0: the this is the after after show. So this is it's really nice sleep tea.
1: Oh yes. So that
0: could help you just oh, God. calm down naturally with a nice yes. bit of sleepy tea.
1: Yes. Oh that's really good. See? I'm gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> Out <laughs> nodding out, that's great, thank you. that's so sweet.
0: no, thank you, Joan. It's been brilliant talking to you, and uh Mark Riley sends his love
1: Ah, how often do you talk to him?
0: Well, he's been on this podcast,
1: yeah and
0: we had we had a right good hour and a bit together. We just went through it all yeah. but I know that we had time restraints today, otherwise I could sit and talk to you for at least two hours. About everything.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot
0: of stuff. But, yeah, no, I love Mark. And I texted him when Tom said that you'd agree to come on. I went... Of course. I'm meeting Jeremy. She's going to come on the podcast. He went, that's fucking great. Well, that's Aww. amazing. And he sends you so much love. I love him. He's been such a massive champion of yours, honey, over I the know. years.
1: I know. I owe him a lot of... A lot. He's the best. Yeah, he's brilliant. And he's also... So funny. He's
0: hilarious. And all his jobs that he's ever had. Do you know about all of those?
1: I mean, no. I'm, I'm gonna sure send I send pod- I'm
0: going to send you his podcast that he did with me. You've never known a man to do so many different jobs in his life.
1: He has a lot of energy. And he's good fun. He is. He is. Well, I mean, I feel like I need to now do the part where I interview you.
0: Look. But you're... I know
1: we're done.
0: Do you know what? <laughs> You're more than welcome. The door is always open for you to come back. And do you know how many people over, like, how many episodes we've done on this go, when are you going to be interviewed, Craig? I would say this now, live on the podcast, the only person I will ever let interview me is you.
1: <laughs> right? That's Aww. it.
0: And I've turned down everybody. Okay but okay. I, uh, usually actors who want to interview me I said no but oh I'll, no you don't want an actor no 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 but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> there we go on record I'll definitely let you do it <laughs> okay jo, right, thank uh, you I'm honoured I'm honoured thank have, you for this you're so welcome so so, so cool. cool have a brilliant brilliant show tonight thank you we'll be stood somewhere nearby okay alright
1: I expect you to um, you know heckle me Oh, I don't do that. Okay, do I expect you not to. Have her then I, that's
0: expect that. Okay. Expect, I will do that. Okay, great. Okay,
1: okay. okay. all right. Cheers. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.
0: thank you. And another episode is done. Ah, uh, well, I mean, it's a week, nearly a week since we recorded that. Yeah, I'm still buzzing. Um, big. Big thank you to Joan for coming on. Um, Big thank you to Tom Rose at Reveal Management for sorting it out. Massive thanks to the Trades Club. And, um, yeah, what a force of nature Joan is. And um, it would have been very easy for me to ask certain questions to Joan that she's answered time and time again before. But I just kind of wanted to get an essence of who... She is, and between the on-stage persona and sitting down with Joan in Hebden Bridge, and I think we got that. And then me and Griff went off to a lovely fish and chip shop in Hebden Bridge. We sat by the canal, we had these fish and chips, and then we went, right, we had a quick pint, and we went and saw Joan as police woman, and it was the most stripped-back gig she's ever done. It's just her, the piano, and a guitar. And unlike me, it was... Producer Griff's first time, and uh, he was blown away because it, it was stunning. A stunning, stunning gig. Obviously, first three songs, Niagara Falls. I'm sort of uh, crying like a bambino, but in a very good way. It's a fantastic gig, and she is on tour at the moment. I want to give you the tour date. So, where are we today? It's Thursday, July 11th. If you're in Manchester, she's playing Royal Northern. Then she pops over to the Liberty Hall in Dublin on the 13th. 14th July, she's letter Kenny. The 15th, she's in Galway. 16th, Cork. 17th, Waterford. And then August, she goes to Europe. So she's in Germany for a couple of dates. Then she's in Belgium. And look, listen, go to jonaspolicewoman.com. There you'll find all her tour dates and you can pick up the incredible Joanthology three-set CD that's out now. There's also a fantastic live at the BBC sessions um, vinyl CD download. Get it in your ears. If you don't know who she is, go back, start with real life, work your way through. I'm jealous if you don't know, because you've got all this to come. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, What else do I have to say? Oh, by the way at the end of the gig and yeah I am proud of this um, she was thanking the staff at the trades club, her management and then she thanked um, the Two Shot podcast for an interview and she said she said you know look me and Craig could have spoke for 12 hours and that is the best review I've ever had and I turned to Griff during it and I said well we might as well retire now, no point carrying on, we've peaked We haven't, it's fine. We'll be back next week for episode 89. Until then, thank you so, so much for downloading and uh, enjoy your week. Until then, I've been Craig Parkinson, he's been producer Griff, and this has been the Two Shot Podcast. Take care. The Two Shot Podcast is presented by me, Craig Parkinson, recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block our music, our brilliant music is courtesy of and Then Thickens Cheers